Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, vegan dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. We are your hosts here on this water cooler Wednesday edition of the show. Kyle and I have done about 550 podcasts together in our life. And I have never in my life heard Kyle count us down quite like he just did about 25 seconds. Kyle, welcome. You're obviously Jonathan. I'm just trying to get the energy level up on the pod, you know? We got to bring the A game. It's hump day. Yeah, Sitting here looking at my uh, my ring device, which is apparently a very dad thing to have yeah. and to, to look at. I saw that on social media this past week. But uh, I just texted you, Joe. Did you get my text? Uh, yeah, it says – okay, I, I see it now. It says yeah. live view of the house. Yeah. And uh, – oh, yeah. Look at yeah. that. I got the that's horses not- in the back, Joe. Brother, that's not a Dodge Dart. No, yeah, we we hit an upgrade yesterday. Yeah, got myself a 2016 Ford Mustang, my second career Mustang, and uh, Joe, sir, that lead that leads me into water cooler Wednesday. It's just we're just about BS, right? We'll talk some football. We'll talk some not football. It brings me into my first talking point, and my question for you is: Do you have any idea what the stereotype is of a quote unquote Kyle? Yeah, you fit it. You are you you fit it in a lot of ways. Help me out here because I'm not not familiar, <laughs> and I didn't know when a Kyle became a certain kind of person. It's you, so that's that's it. It's it's so well, yes, like, I'm, I am Kyle. Yeah. Yes, uh, you're a mon, uh, mo- monster energy drink enthusiast. Uh, people that have random outbursts, which anyone that's been around you knows that that's very well possible. I guarantee you've punched a hole through a drywall. I wall. actually have never punched a wall. Before. You're kidding. I swear on my life, You're on our kidding. friendship and podcast, I have never punched a hole. That is super. I have, I have never punched a door. I've never, I might have like thrown a, uh, like the paper towel roll, that little thing of cardboard that's in the middle. Yeah. I might have like thrown that across the room, but I've never punched a wall or a door. That's very off brand. I know. And so this, I was sitting here and, and somebody's poking fun at me because they say between the cigars and the whiskey and the monster and the haircut and now the Mustang, Kyle, yeah. that, you're like, you're, you're the, the meme, walking meme of a Kyle. And yeah. I didn't know that that was like an actual thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the Mustang is 100% on brand uh, with being a, a Kyle. stereotypical Kyle. Yep. So, I mean, dude, you're, you're the guy that I've seen. I've seen. Careful. No, I, I'm not going to be careful. <laughs> We're sitting in freaking St. Petersburg in Trevor Sikama's house yeah. and and talking about I, grinding tape at what, like 11.15 at night. Yeah, we've been, we've been out to practice. We've been out to practice all day. Everyone's ready for bed. The notion that we're going to grind some tape happens. I never seen a man stand up so quick in my life as you did in that moment filling up the C4 into the water bottle, taking pre-workout at 11.30 p.m. to grind some tape when we got to be up at like 6 in the morning the next day. Joe, that's why I'm the grind father. That's why you're also named Kyle. But I think that's correlation, not causation. 
Go I'm ahead. Let's, at, let's, talk, let's talk some football. I'm looking at Kyle memes right now, and I'm just like, yeah, I know that dude. It's so if I Google Kyle memes, it will give me. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it's a uh, it's actually in like an entire thing, and this is 100 you. I cannot believe you've never punched a hole in drywall. You, you've no, done other no, aggressive. No one kid's named Kyle. Oh, uh, the <laughs> this is a kid with a his shelf is filled with all monsters. He's got a monster poster in the back, yeah, and uh, the picture next to it is. Uh, drywall with a hole punched in all right Kyle let's I got a football topic okay all right so Eric Flowers offensive lineman he plays for the Washington Redskins very storied yeah and he's one of the most notably bad offensive linemen in the NFL right in recent times that just continues to find playing time well the Redskins are going to play him at guard they're likely to start him at left guard this year are the problems with Eric Flowers eliminated by kicking him inside no because being kicked inside doesn't fix bad footwork or poor hand technique and everything happens quicker on the interior correct i mean the shortest distance between two points is a straight line so you've almost accentuated the issue if a guy carries his hands low or can't frame a block or can't establish a first punch because the guy that's going to be running directly past him and turning Eric Flowers into a turnstile is closer to the football. It'd be interesting. Where did, did were you a Flowers guy coming out? Uh, I had him in the high forties. Okay. Which so I certainly didn't have him in the top ten overall. Right. Right. Well. Uh, if there's anything that's going to save Eric Flowers' career, it's going to be uh, Bill Callahan. Yeah, it's not going to be the fact that he kicked inside the guard. Right. It's going to be coaching. Right, and and a tremendous offensive line coach. Uh, and, and so uh, did I say Bill Bob Callahan? I meant to say Bob Callahan. Um, Bill I Callahan, think, that was Raiders coach back in the day? I don't know where I got Bill from. Bill and Bob are similar names. Um so, yeah, I think that's going to be the best thing for his career. And playing next to Trent Williams, that that's not going to hurt either. So we'll see how it goes. I, I don't think it fixes everything. But to me, the biggest thing for Eric Flowers moving forward is the chance to work with Callahan. Is it Bill or Bob? Brother, I can't remember. I, I can't it's figure Bill. it. It's Bill. It's Bill. Is it Bill? I had it right the first it's time. It's Bill. And I thought- you had it, that's why I was confused. I was like, wait, wait. And he was the Raiders head coach in 2002 and 2003. Yeah, sorry. It is Bill. Assistant head coach and offensive line coach, Bill Callahan. Been with the Redskins since 2015. Should have stuck with my gut on that originally. Yeah. Go with your gut, brother. Yeah. Um, it's a sports thing, but it's not a um it's not a football thing per se. All right. Did you see uh Sports Talk Barry got Skip Bayless? No. So, so uh Sports Talk Barry uh made up a fake report sources tell ESPN that Chris Paul, Chris Paul repeatedly made fun of James Harden for having quote man boobs during practices over the last two seasons. Uh, several times Harden broke down into tears and had to leave the practice. So this is obviously not true. Right. I was going to say, this seems very weird. <laughs> no okay. surprise to see Harden wanting Chris Paul out in Houston. And this thing blew up. It got like 4,000 retweets, like 20,000 likes. Well, apparently skip Bayless went on undisputed on no. Fox Sports 1 no, and reference this made up. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Did he talk about Brett Favre coming out of retirement too? Uh, he, I Skip put out a tweet today saying that 
uh, something along the lines of why I think Brett's serious about a comeback. Oh no! Up next on on Undisputed, Kyle, we're doing we're doing what he wants though. We're talking well, about this crap. I know, and and I'm not sharing anything on social because I don't want to give the impressions and whatnot. But this is so. It's a heavyweight fight, right, between him and Stephen A. Yeah, it's very funny and amusing to see like the back and forth of. I think Skip, like I'll give Stephen A. credit. Stephen A.'s everywhere, right? And he gets I paid think ten Skip, million dollars a year, right? I mean, he's on the the morning shows. He's on Get Get Up. He's on First Take. He's on the NBA shows. Like, there's probably days where he does what six to eight hours of program, programming. It feels like. He's everywhere. So I can understand a guy that spread that thin kind of maybe not having the full time to prepare adequately for some of the talking points that he's going to be given. Okay. But skip what's skips excuse. <laughs> I don't think he's got one. It's making a lot. So of the fact that the fact that he just got pinged by sports talk, Barry on a fake, report about Chris Paul, James Harden, and man boobs is one of the highlights of the day thus far. <laughs> Some of these guys make it real easy, Kyle. Yes. Uh, who do you think Who do you think is the most polarizing team in the NFL when it comes to projecting how good they're going to be in 2019? From big media or fans? Mm, either's fine. Just when you think about in general – a team that everybody seems to have a hard time figuring out how good they're going to be in 2019. I think the Browns still fall into that category, to be Beautiful. honest with you. That's a great answer. And because of that, we're going to go 16 games here, and we're going to figure out what Kyle Krabs thinks that record is going to be in 2019. I know Adam Rank had him go 10-6, and six, and I think Rank had the Bengals go 0-11 to start uh, and they were one in thirteen, and then won their last two games. Rank had the Dolphins, I think, going two and fourteen or three and thirteen as well. So I think Rank expects half the league to finish below five and eleven. This well, year. there's a math problem with that idea. Yeah, I know. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> and I'm but... not even a math guy, you know. All right, you ready for this? Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's go at home to start the season against Tennessee. Win. 1 and 0 at the Jets on Monday night football week 2. Win. 2 and 0. Uh hosting Los Angeles uh Sunday night football week 3. The uh, the Rams, the, the Rams, the yeah. Rams, yeah. The half the fact that it's prime time helps the Rams with the time change a little bit. I'll go Rams in that game. All right, so 2 and 1. Uh next is at Baltimore Sunday afternoon. Mm. Give me a loss on the road. All right, two and two, the first quarter of the season. Uh, next up is Monday Night Football at San Francisco. Win. Three and two. Then they host Seattle, one o'clock on a Sunday. One o'clock? Yep. Win. Three and three, heading into the bye week. No. What? Four I and just two. Just game two wins. One, two, three, four, five. What, what is it then? It's three they and were two. two and two. They were two and two, and I just gave them two wins. Yeah, you know I'm not a math guy, so they're four and two. 
right? Yeah, they're four and two, right? Yes. All right, yes. you. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I'm not. You know, not great. So four and two going into the bye week. Out of the bye week, they go to New England. Oh, road game. Yeah. Off the bye. You could buy a ticket for three hundred and six dollars right now. No thanks, hard pass. But I'll <laughs> I'll probably go Patriots in that game just because it's it's a road game. All right, four and three, four and three. Yes, that's correct. Next game is at Denver Sunday. Win five and three. They have a big one coming up here, Week Ten. They host the Buffalo Bills. Win six and three. Right. Yes. All right. Then Thursday, November fourteenth, hosting the Steelers. Short week. Yeah, but they're at home. Win. So what does that make? Seven and three. Seven and three. three. Then they host the super powerful Miami Dolphins. Win. Seven and three. Yeah, eight and three. Yep. At Pittsburgh. That's a loss. Eight and four, right? Yes. Hosting Cincinnati. Win. Nine and four, right? Yes. At Arizona. Win. Ten and four. Hosting Baltimore. And I'm, I had him lose to Baltimore earlier, didn't I? Yeah, Apple on the road. Yep. Guess a win. Eleven and four. They close the season at Cincinnati. I mean, it, it, they'll be twelve and four if they have something to play for. Right. So you have this team. So based on this, you're like your your low point is ten wins, right? You would say? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then the, you, between 10 and 12 wins is your expectation for the Cleveland Browns in 2019. Yeah. All right. I mean, they're, they are helped by having um, their tough stretches. They've got the bye. The, um, the Seahawks game and the Patriots game, they have the bye sandwiched in between those two games. Those are tough two games. Yep. Um. Playing the AFC East is is favorable. Yeah. Just because that, that's one thing I did for uh, Finnett to win it this week. I know I mentioned this earlier as I talked about the state of the division. And, you know, there's a lot of new players, like New York, right? The fact that you have a lot of new players in New York, new head coach. The Browns at least have continuity, even though they made a coaching change. Um, Jets may take a little while to get things up to speed. Uh, they catch the Bills what right at the beginning of the second half of the season. Um, so yeah, so yeah, right at week ten. I mean, so it's it's the Browns' ninth game. Yeah, I would expect the Bills are starting to play better in that juncture, but because of we're looking at potentially four or five new starting offensive linemen for the Bills, correct? The offense is probably only going to have two or three returning starters overall. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Defense so will be stacked, I think, but yeah, offense. I think really the Bills. Good. I think the Bills have the potential to start slow, but this this would be the point of the year where I expect to see the Bills start to turn around. And I also don't think the Dolphins are going to have the punching power to stay with Cleveland. So, the AFC East helps. The NFC West helps because you get the Cardinals and 49ers, who I'm not necessarily buying a ton of, ton of stock in. And they get Seahawks, Seahawks at home, so the out of out of division schedule for the Browns is pretty favorable this year. Yeah, if you look at that NFC West stretch, if you could pick to go to two places, you'd pick San Francisco and Arizona. If you could pick two teams to come to your place, you'd pick Seattle and LA, and that's exactly yes. what they got. 
Yeah, and then they get the Bengals twice in the last four weeks of the season. Right when things could, you know, things could be dicey there. They could be playing yeah, when you, when Ryan Finley when, at that point, right? When you're in crunch time, you got to really dial in. Well, Andy Dalton to Tyler Boyd, brother. I'll never forget it. Week 17. Put the Bills best in the moment of your, Best moment of your uh, sports adult foot, that, fanhood, right? That's as, that's as good as it's been for me. The the play that put the Bills backdooring into the playoffs at 9-7 and seven to end the, the end the drought after 17 seasons. Was that a win and in situation for the Bills, or did they need to win and get help? Yeah, they had to win and uh, – Cincinnati had to beat Baltimore. And they did. Yes. Okay. Uh, I remember because the Bills went in the locker room and they watched the walk-off, right? Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool stuff, yeah. Uh, I want to do the same thing. I had mentioned that Adam Rank had the, the Bengals going 0-11 to start. Okay. And they were 1-14 at one juncture in the season. Are you going to make me do the Bengals? You are going to do the Bengals. Oh, right? man. You know me and the Bengals, man. Because I'm sorry – this is not a this is not a good team, but I don't think this team goes one in fourteen to start right. or one in thirteen to start the season. Let's find out. And the the win he gave them was a game that I don't think they'll win. I'm ready. Uh, week week one at Seattle loss. Okay, zero and one. Week two home one o'clock forty ers win. One and one. All right, we're already off to a better well, look, start. I mean the re- the rationale behind that is is um, Zach Taylor is really coming. familiar with San Francisco. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, that's going to help a lot. Uh, week three at Buffalo. Big L. Big. Big L. Yeah, 50 to nothing. Yeah. Week four at Pittsburgh. L. So one and three, first quarter of the season. Uh, week five, home against Arizona, one o'clock. Win. Two and four, or two and three. Week six at Baltimore. Loss. Week seven, home against the Jaguars. Mm, that's tough. That's like a coin toss game, right? Yeah, but I've not given them the de- benefit of the doubt yet, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Okay, we'll give them so win. now we're three and four. Yep. Uh, week eight at Rams. Loss. Three and five going into the bye week on week nine. Okay, they got five home games coming up the second half of the season. Oh, nice. Three and five. Week 10, home against Baltimore. Wow, four of their first six is on the road. That sucks. Yes. Um, that's We'll give them a win. Coming out of the bye. Yeah, win. Okay, so we're four and five. Mm-hmm. At Oakland Raiders. Loss. Four and six. Home against the Steelers. Loss. Four and seven. Home against the Jets. This was the game that Rank gave them the first win of the season. It's a toss-up. I'm going to give them the loss here, but I'll probably give them the benefit of the doubt somewhere else. Four and eight. Well, you're going to run out of chances to give them the benefit of the doubt here. (laughs) At the Browns. Loss. Four and nine. Home against the Patriots. Loss. Four and ten. At Miami. Win. Five and ten, or five, yeah, five and ten, and then home against the Browns. It's all about if those Browns are eleven and four, like uh, you had them. Um, so you think six and ten, five and eleven? Yeah, they're a five to seven win team in my view. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair, but not like I don't, two I, wins. <laughs> I vehemently disagree with your prognostication of Week Sixteen, but oh, of course, yeah, it's a December game in Miami, dude. I know I that get humidity is going to tag them. 
But wait, really, look at the look at the the Bengals roster. Is it that bad? Like you don't love their linebackers, but where else? I mean, Andy Dalton's a very middling quarterback. They have good weapons on offense. They have, I mean, if they if they assemble the offensive line correctly, it looks like it could be good to me. Their their defensive line's really good. Their secondary is really good. Like, what's the problem with the foot this football team? And I, I know I bad. fell for I, it last year, brother. I know it. Yep. But I, I just think don't think it's a bad at, roster. They're bad in the wrong spots. Linebacker? The offensive line has problematic potential. It right? doesn't have to be the case, and that's what pisses me off about it. Bobby Hart and John Jerry on the right side? It doesn't have to be that. We, you, you, this is what you do. It's Jonah Williams at left tackle. At left guard, you put... Uh, Clint Bowling at center, you have Billy Price at right guard. You have either John Miller or Christian Westerman. And as your right tackle, you have Cordy Glenn. And that's a perfectly good, at least average NFL offensive line. I don't disagree, but they're not going to do that. Well, that's then that's ridiculously dumb. And Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan can be one and done for all I care. If you can't assemble that correctly, you've got the personnel. If you wind up with John Jerry and Bobby Hart as starting offensive linemen, then you deserve to be fired, especially with this depth chart. They've got three good weapons on offense. Green, Boyd, and Mixon. Eifert's washed. I don't care what you say. They brought back C.J. Uzoma as the other tight end and drafted Drew Sample in the second round. So they're not great at tight ends. Tight end's not good. Half the offensive line is not good. Doesn't have to be. They're soft. I, I know it doesn't have to be, but it's going to be. And listen, I am all I am all here for Jonah Williams, Cordy Glenn, and Billy Price as a left to right. Imagine not using that, but then put Cordy Glenn at right tackle. That solves that problem too. It does, but you're still going to have two bad guards. Uh, I guess Clint Bowling's okay. Never mind. I John Miller's at least an average starter, and Christian Westerman. I think. I mean, he's the Christian Westerman has. This is the problem with a guy like Christian Westerman. You've seen this with a lot of different players throughout throughout the NFL. The fact that he could play guard or center keeps him on the bench. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like a blessing. It gets you on a roster, but it keeps you out of the starting lineup if you could play both right. spots. Right. I think and the receivers then, uh, are good. AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, and then like Josh Malone's interesting. John Ross. It. He's not good. They're not good. They're interesting. There's a big But that's difference. fine as your third and fourth receiver. You've got studs in no, Green and Boyd. That's not fine for three and four. Who do you like in the slot? Tyler Boyd? Yeah. Put Stanley okay, Morgan Jr. outside on the other side. He's probably better than John Ross. <laughs> and then I think the athleticism on the second level and on the edge of the defense hurts them. I know Carl Lawson's there. Carl Lawson's coming back from injury. We need to see what he looks like this year. But the rest of the defensive ends, like I like Sam Hubbard. Carlos Dunlap, like the amazing player. Yes, but he's also getting a little older. And the linebackers are not athletic. Yeah, the linebackers are total crap. I can't believe that they're gonna they're serious about this. Just complete completely ignoring it for years. And maybe that's Nick because Fitch- they went like hard on it. Didn't they go didn't they have like uh it's like they oh, had like that? Ray Maluga and like Keith Rivers and these guys. Yeah, Keith Rivers was the one I was trying to think of. I was like, who's the guy they took out of USC that like was like a folk hero coming out of college and then he like broke his jaw and it like ruined him. 
That I mean, my yeah. point is I think the Bengals have crippling deficiencies in the roster with the way that it's constructed. I don't know. Bad bad quarterback play. At this point, you need more. They have at least I think, an average I think, quarterback in Andy Dalton. I think the skill players around him are elevating Andy Dalton. We'll see. See what happens with Zach Taylor. See if this offensive scheme works. I, I uh, yeah. Ultimately, I do agree with you. I think this is a five to seven win team. Right. But my are not that was far they, off though, right? Like, I mean, if they if they figure out right tackle, whatever you need there, they're going to need a quarterback, and you need a stud linebacker on the second level. Two maybe. In this economy, and, you need some good linebackers and some more uh, some more youth at the outside pass rush. Sam Hubbard, Carl Lawson, Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap is not youth. Jordan Willis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kyle. Secondary Damn good. Cleveland teams. These Ohio NFL teams, man. Polarizing. Are we forgetting anybody? Cleveland, Cincinnati. That's it, right? You know, you're gonna put us on the spot like that. We're gonna, we just pissed <laughs> off somebody. We're not. We, we forgot an NFL franchise in Ohio. We're done. Yeah, I know. Might well, as well hang it up. We'll be Skip Bayless. Well, you hear it. It's time to hang it up. Just just called a shot. We're shutting down the pod. Thank you guys for listening to Water Cooler Wednesday. We hope you had a fun time. We'll be back tomorrow with Tear Maker Thursday. And uh, Joe, I have a proposition. Okay. We were approached by our boss. JC Cornell should probably do it right well I think we need to do it but here's my proposition we're starting to pick up the twitch schedule right yeah what if tomorrow night we do Thursday as scheduled but what if we did another tier maker on Friday of JC's choice and did it live on twitch tomorrow night and then we could post it on the pod for Friday just confirm the boss man can uh, show up on Thursday night but you like the idea yeah, well, we'll have to we'll have to make sure that our tier maker Thursday doesn't extend into two shows again, though. Yeah, I know we need to pick a smaller pool. Yeah, to too. Yeah, us expecting to talk about anything less than five topics in a single show is just not going to work. Right, it's just the way it is. <laughs> All right, come back tomorrow, tier maker Thursday tomorrow. If you have any ideas on what you'd like to hear us talk about, you can reach us. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at Grinding the Tape. Thanks as always for listening to the Drafties Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.